a single thing is. For instance, what ultimately is matter? What is a thought? What is a self? The essence of everything eludes us, because our perceptions are always limited. As the late Baba Fakir Chand, the great sage of Hoshiarpur, once told me personally, Nature is unfathomable. No one has ever been able to know it completely. No one has known it. A small germ in a body cannot know the whole body. Similarly, a human being is like a small germ in a vast creation. How can he claim to have known the entire creation? Those who say that they have known are wrong. No one can describe or even know the entire creation. It is indescribable. Often in the philosophy classes I have taught in undergraduate and graduate school, I would bring up this point of unknowingness. Pointing to a crumpled piece of writing paper, I would ask the class, What is this? Almost in unison, the students would respond, a piece of paper. Taking this as my cue to lead into a deeper philosophical investigation of materialism, I probed further. Yes, but what is that? Catching my drift, one student invariably answered, Oh, it is actually a transformed sheet of wood. Not wanting them to stop there, I asked, And wood is made of what? It's comprised of molecules, the more scientifically oriented students would shout. Connecting to the now-forgotten inner space ride at Disneyland which takes one through an imaginary voyage inside a snowflake molecule, I queried, but what is a molecule made of? By this time we had gotten down to the subatomic level, and our words began to betray our modicum of knowledge. Electrons, protons, quarks, lucky charms, superstring. The final question I asked was quite simple, but given the line of investigation it led to some severe complications. What is matter? Well, it should be obvious to the reader, as it was to my class, and to myself, that there's only one truly appropriate response. I don't know. Now this is exactly the response not only of most mystics, but most quantum physicists as well. As Sir Arthur Eddington, the noted astronomer-physicist, put it, something unknown is doing we don't know what. To be sure, mystics have said that the world, or matter, is nothing but consciousness. But what is consciousness? Not even a sage as enlightened as Ramana Maharshi of South India could answer that question. To such queries Ramana would often sit in silence. Ultimately, matter leads to consciousness, and consciousness to God, or nature, with a capital N, and both to mystery. However, no matter how you define it, slice it, categorize it, blend it, intuit it, the fact remains that reality is a mystery, and nobody, apparently, not me, not you, not Einstein, knows what that reality is. We are sitting right in the middle of a mystical dimension. Yet, instead of this unknowable realm being the basis for sorrow, it is, in truth, the foundation for man's freedom and liberation. Because by consciously surrendering to the transformative process of such native ignorance, our lives become enlivened and informed by existence. A crude yet perhaps accurate example of this new kind of mysticism, where science directs religion and not vice versa, can be seen in the analogy of the ocean and the bubble. The ocean, in this metaphorical case, represents the total reality of all that exists, call it God or nature or whatever whereas the bubble, or self, or anything which is less than the totality of what arises, exemplifies a seemingly bound existence. Now, as the bubble, it has two primary options. One, surrender to the ocean, which is the creator, sustainer, and destroyer of its separate life. Or two, recoil and live in the illusory belief that as a bubble, it has a distinct, autonomous existence. While both postures are not mutually exclusive, the unassailable fact remains that the former option is our necessary endgame whereas the latter position is to some measure our Darwinian necessity. It can be argued that self-realization 
is when the bubble intuits its subservience to the ocean, and that it has no real life except in relationship with the larger environment. However, there is one very important catch here. The bubble, self, must be prepared to burst in the sea, nature, from which it is manifested. The ultimate physics which brought us into the universe are the same physics which will draw us out of it. The real dilemma, therefore, is not that we will die, that is inevitable, even if we can extend our specific lifetimes, but how we will choose to live in such existential context. In what ways will we confront the mystery? In what ways will we seek to avoid it? Recently there has been a lot of discussion about how certain leading edges of science are rediscovering the mystical dimension. In physics we find the strange world of photon entanglement, in neurophysiology the processes of memory and altered states of awareness, in astronomy the theory of black holes, antimatter, and inflating universes, and in biology the intricate code of life. DNA.